Aromatime Bistro presents Wine Time Live, hosted by the Hudson Valley's premier green certified entrepreneurs, Marcus and Jamie Giuliano. So grab a glass of your favorite vino, sit back, relax, and travel with them, sharing their passion discovering unique vineyards, outstanding wines, delicious food, and great adventure. Hello, Facebook Live. Hello, Instagram. Hello, YouTube. And everywhere, everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, we post this in multiple places. Multiple places. It eventually makes it to iHeart, um, Apple mm -hmm. uh, podcasts. It eventually makes it a ton of places. So thank you everybody for tuning in. It's uh, Jamie and Marcus here. Hello, hello. And it's our fun little uh, wine time live where Jamie and I open a bottle of wine and talk about wine and our travel stories and restaurant stories food stories and just all kinds of stuff that's related to wine. Uh, today we're gonna jump into a New York wine. Yes. New York wine, we're gonna jump into um, one of my favorite grapes, um, Cabernet Franc from, uh, this is from the Hudson Valley. This is from a winery called Glory Farm Winery. And- um, I have not been to this winery. You have not been there? I have not. I thought I took you there once. No, you were there. I have not been there. You took a group on a tour there. That's right. I, I have took not a been group. there. <laughs> so. So this is a Marcus has been to the vineyard. <laughs> Marcus has been to the vineyard. Jamie's not been. Or um, to the winery. Are they actually a vineyard or? Vineyard winery. Okay. Uh, Glory Do they Farms. they grow their own grapes? They grow their own grapes. Okay. They're actually a full out farm. Okay. Peaches, apples, you name it. Um, Glory Farms, uh, Doug Glory. Uh, 30 years plus or so they've had the farm. Doug just sold the winery. Okay. Just sold everything in the beginning of two, end of 2019. Um, and Doug as a retirement uh, present to himself wants to go to Italy with us. Yes. So I we to, should actually reach out. And, I have to follow um, up with them. Um, we should go to the, the winery anyway. Um, yes. And go for a visit. I mean, that's in this, our near future. This has a great <laughs> story about how I was introduced to this wine. Yes. Were you when I, were you there? I was there the the right after you had um, done okay. the uh, the tasting. So, as I'm putting this up to my nose, um, I blind tasted this wine for the very first time in the end of 2000, September 2018. I was a judge at the Hudson Valley Food and Wine Festival in Rhinebeck, New York, which has been happening for. 20 years. Right. It's a premiere. Supposed to be a few weeks ago. Actually. Supposed to be a few weeks ago. Yes. And of course, COVID has foiled that. Um, but I was a judge, been mm -hmm. a judge in the past. I've done presentations there. Um, we've set up a booth there. We've been involved on and off for the last 18 years, 17 years with this. On and off. On and off. So and we've, we've also been known to go to the, the wine and food festival just to go, just to walk around and have a day. We had a driver one time right. bring us. Just and, as consumers. Yeah. So hopefully 2021, that Food and Wine Festival will be back. That's in my Food and Wine Festival. It is an amazing wine festival in Rhinebeck, New York, that has a couple hundred New York wineries. It's uh, really distilleries, fun. It's breweries. fun to walk around. It's fun to taste the wine, walk around. There's some great crafts. chef demos. Some, yep. Uh, so it's really an awesome, awesome event. So all around. So I asked. I was asked to judge this um, I don't know why I'm never asked to judge I'm sure I'm sure I'm kidding I'm sure I'm never asked to, to judge the wine tastings I'm sure I think because they see chef they, they think chef and they think oh 
I'm sure Debbie would so ask. Is that, if anybody's out there, I'd like to be asked. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new thing of, of the year, right? Since March, you know, I've been doing my own Facebook Lives as well. And so, um, you know, uh, I've kind of come out of my shell a little bit when it comes to all of that. Maybe you should pitch to them to do a cocktail demo. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they do have distilleries there too. They have distilleries there. Yep, yeah. they have. They, That'd be yeah. fun. I'd be yeah. the judge. Be the judge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd get a bunch of people together and we'd be judges. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd just be fun to have amateur judges too, right? You don't even need well, that. Like, well, no, no, yeah. yeah I you think know I, what I mean? Um, like a voters. Voters choice. Oh, people's choice yeah. award things like, yeah, that. like that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch that. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna right pitch on the that. table. There's a list. Yep. Perfect. You can start with that. So yeah, I'm sorry. I had to interrupt a little bit because I thought that would be. I just think that's funny that I'm never really asked. So, but it's okay. So, so anyway, you're at the Hudson Valley Food and Wine Fest as a judge. As a judge, and um, oh, our so. very first, our very so what they do is they give you like ten wines, eleven wines, eight wines, six wines, and they give you flights of wines. You have no idea what each wine is, um, except this is the Cap Franc flight. This is the Riesling oh, okay. flight. This is the Gewürztraminer oh, flight. So they tell you. So okay. they tell you what what it is. Um, okay. So you know that we're drinking a literally Cab Francs was the largest entry of really for New York uh, for New York okay. largest entry was was Cab Francs. And wineries come from all over New York. Oh, right? Long from Island, Long Island, the Finger Lakes, Hudson Valley, yep. so. up through the Upper Hudson. So the very first flight we did, and this was like ten o'clock in the morning, <laughs> nine thirty in the morning, whatever it was on a Saturday. Were you drinking or spitting? We were spitting. Okay. We were spitting. So I get there. I sit down. I'm running a little late. I didn't have a time to meet the judges around me uh, fully, 100%. Uh, one of the judges uh, that I ended up meeting has now become one of our uh, go-to wine distributors. He's yes. one of the principals of the wine uh, company. We used to deal with the salesperson before that. Now we're dealing with uh, one of the principals. And he was here last night yes, doing a, a, wine uh, a, a, wine, a wine dinner with us. So if you were here last night... Uh, well, depending on when you're watching this, when you were here on the Monday night that we did the Productoria di Mandoria, Joey was at that table with me as the judge as well. And I've known his company for years and bought on and off from the company, but now sitting down well, with We've formed a really good friendship with him did. now too, which is really fun and, you know, focuses around wine, but he respects you and he respects us and he respects our opinions on a lot of um, things, right? right. So um, I think he got gave you a taste of something, right? Right, so he. I left. Yeah. The, I left that day with a case of wine that he had <laughs> yeah. in his car of sample Sicilian he wine. He wanted us to. Taste, yeah, he was yeah. like, "Here you go, but Marcus." Even last night, he, you know, he brought oh. something for us to taste, you know, and ask our opinion on. Right. It, yeah. So. Absolutely. So, I sit down. Eleven Cap Francs come out. It's nine o'clock, nine thirty in the morning, and what we do as judges, and I'm not a professionally trained judge. I just know what I like, and I understand wine a little bit. I think. So we go around, and we smell. All the glasses to go through a first a first smell just you know see what sparks are our attention mm -hmm. and it was me Joey and one other person at our tables three judges they had about ten tables of three judges each okay so there's like 30 judges and what happens is you take those 11 cab francs and you narrow it down to the one or two or three top ones and then the, those three top ones then go to other judges an hour later okay. after you taste through and then those judges are like, okay, this is the top Cab Franc, and if something stands out, whether it's a Riesling, a Cab Franc, a Merlot, a Cabernet, a Pinot Noir, they can nominate it for best of show. 
Okay. So they can say, okay, this is going to be a best of show wine. Well, this was a best of show. Wow. Which means it passed our 11 wines, the, the, me and my, myself and two other judges. It then went on to the next round, the next round of judging. And not only did it become the top cap franc, but it became the best of show at the whole wine tasting. And the funny thing was, as soon as I put my nose to it, I said, we have a winner here. As soon as Joey smelled it, I saw the reaction from him. All three of us at our table, just on the smell alone, the bouquet mm -hmm. knew that this was a winner. We tasted through, we went back, we tasted through, smelled again, and then when we conform or meet at the end of our, of our flight, and we go over our notes, what we like best, what we like about it, this and that, what we rate it, all three of us said, number one Camp Frog, and we all three said, this is gonna be a best of show wine. We knew right from the very beginning, best of show. And of course, this did win Best of Show. So, Glory Farms, this is the 2015 vintage. Um, I don't think they have any more left because what I did, you know what I did? Remember what I did? Did you buy the rest of it? I went to the there? winery and bought a case <laughs> right away. <laughs> I went to the winery and he's like, we have the 2016. I said, no, no, I want the one that I judged. Right. That we helped name Best of Hudson Valley, Best of Show. That's the vintage I want. I, we have like six bottles of it left. Yes. I stocked up on it. Um, and the reason I got to the winery was because of our group travel. Right. Of course, we do Italy. We've talked about going to Italy and Spain with us. But we also do the Hudson Valley. Um, and we're even thinking about doing the Finger Lakes here in the upcoming fall of 2020. Uh, we might be thinking of taking a small group, socially distanced. We swung to a couple wineries that may be able to accommodate us. So we were taking a group of, I don't know, what was I taking, 12 people? Yes. One of those we... We contact a licensed um, carrier, so we get a bus. Mm -hmm. I go on the tour. I go to each winery with them. I go inside. I do the whole thing. We cook. We cook food. So we, we cook give them food. Three, basically like three courses, but one at each winery, right? Right. Snacks and food. Mm -hmm. And I went in and introduced myself to Doug. I said, you know, hi, Doug. I'm Marcus. I was, you know, the judge at the the food and wine festival. Mm -hmm. And you know, we talked about the wine. We had a great story about the wine. He goes, I'm glad you loved it. I'm like, not only did I love it. All the judges, hands down, yeah, loved love your them. wine. But I just happened to be the first judge in line that picked it out of the lineup of 11 other Cap Francs. And um, then Doug uh, explained to me that he was selling the winery and uh, that he'd love to go to Italy with us. So he might be on one of our next Italy That'd excursions. That'd be awesome, yeah. So Cap Franc, let's talk about Cap Franc for a few moments. Sure, so Cap Franc is, um, is a highly grown grape right here in, in New York. Um, you'll see it quite a bit. Um, I think it. I think it's pretty versatile, right? It can go like in any. Cab Franc, yeah. Is it um, a hardy, a hardy? So Cab Franc is grows well in the Loire Valley. Okay. It grows well in Bordeaux. Bordeaux is one of the founding areas of Cab Franc. We've had Cab Franc from Northern Italy. That's been yes, really, really good. Really, too. really good. So it seems to be pretty versatile, where it can kind of go. Remember the, the La Roncaia Cabernet oh, yeah, Franc that we had right. up on the base of the Dolomites? Mm -hmm. uh, that Cab Franc was mind-blowing. Uh, we've also had Cabernet Franc years ago from California. Mm -hmm. We had a very rare vintage of Behringer Howl Mountain Cab Franc, okay. which was more ripe and, and deeper. Cab Franc typically has green pepper on the palate. That's one of the, that's one of the, the characteristics you can tell Cab Franc is that green pepper... Um, it's very mineral. -like. I get I get mineral. I get sometimes I get a little bit more cherry, like that that cherry. But um, this looks like it's unfiltered. Um, I or don't, is it just? It's just the way it's in. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, not unfiltered. Um, 
I don't think it is. So Cabernet Franc grows in Long Island, the Hudson Valley, and up in the Finger Lakes. It grows very well. A lot of vineyards use it. It's a, it grows very well in New York, which is why it's our climate. It's, is really it's New York's right red here. wine. It's really New York's. Is New it? Okay. No, it's really New York's, New York's red wine. Sure, we have other wines, Baco Noir. Right? We have we have other reds that that are hybrids. But I think out of the original vinifera, the original vinifera grapes, Cab Franc probably does the best out of any of them. So any of the vineyards are making Cab Franc. Okay. One of our favorite Cab Francs for years has been from Paul at Bashakil. Yes. Right? He yeah. makes the Black Paul Bear Cab Franc. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so you can find Cab Franc all over New York State. Uh, one of the questions or one of the comments we hear a lot of times is New York wines are not any good. We don't hear that that much anymore. No, I think we've that, heard that years I think, ago. I think wines in general have come a, a long way, and I think there's so you know I was talking to somebody today about beers, right, and how many breweries have popped up in New York and in the Hudson Valley, Orange County, and stuff like that. And so as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, you know, as there becomes more wineries, the quality of the wine that's produced is going to start going up at different wineries, right? Because there's more places for people to go and they need to produce better wines. The, the bar is being right? raised. The bar is being raised a little bit. And I think, you know, for us, I think um, when you when you do think about New York wines, a few years ago, people would say to us, New York really doesn't have any good wines, but I tend to disagree. I think you have to find the wines that are really good in New York. And there are really good wines and not only that, but you have to appreciate the wine for what region it's from. Bingo. Because you're not going to get a Bordeaux, you know, as good in Bordeaux uh, in New York as this you are is in not, This is not California Cap Franc right. from Howell Mountain. Um, it's just not. It's, it's not, not Cabernet Franc. So you have to appreciate New York wines for what they are and what you get from them. And you have to find things you like. That's why there's so many different wines out there. There's so many different wines because there's a wine for everybody, right? There's sweet wines. I don't like sweet wines, but there's sweet wines. There's super dry. There's super tannic wines. There are wines for everybody, and you have to find the ones that you like. And, you know, we have some good friends that um, that um, never liked New York State never. wines ever. And they're going to the Finger Lakes like crazy now. And you know what? They go and they find the things that they like. And that's what they bring home or that's what they share with us and that's what they tell us which is really good and you should go check this one out but they've gone up to the Finger Lakes twice in the last couple of weeks because they really really like to just experiment mm -hmm. and that's the thing you experiment with wines I am NOT a huge red wine drinker all the time but I like my certain grapes that I really like and New York makes really good wine there's some there's a lot of there's good some wines. really good wines the problem with New York was First of all, 40 years ago, there was no food and wine festival, and there was nobody showcase. There was no way to showcase this wine and get it out there and have a best of show and, right, and right. really get the publicity that this wine could deserve. He probably wasn't making this wine 40 years ago as well, but New York has always had their local grapes, which are Catawba, Niagara, Concord, which make these sweet wines, make these sweet reds and sweet whites and mm -hmm. sweet blushes. And New York was known for that up in the Finger Lakes. That mm -hmm. was just what it was. The Hudson Valley Wine Trail is one of the oldest wine trails in the country. Yes. Uh, we have one of the oldest vineyards, which is his neighbor, 
uh, down the road. Okay. Um, at uh, Ben, ben Marl. Oh, oh, ben Marl. The oldest vineyard, the oldest winery is Brotherhood. Brotherhood. So a vineyard and a winery are two different things, and people get this confused sometimes. A vineyard grows grapes. Mm -hmm. A winery makes wine. And most people think that a vineyard and a winery are the same the, place. Right. Right? So you, any of us can open a winery in any kind of building and not even own And buy grapes. the juice or the grapes, right? From and, a vineyard. And make your own wine. Right. And then you see, right. me and I might see this beautiful vineyard that sells their grapes off to a winery. They don't even make the wine. They're just the farmer. And this is where champagne... This is where how champagne is made their, their living. There's there's eighty four thousand acres of champagne growing. Eighty four thousand acres. By the way, champagne is the most expensive region in the world. A million dollars an acre. There's no more expensive land than wow. champagne to grow grapes. So there's eighty four thousand acres, roughly the size of Queens, New York. Okay. There are seventy thousand growers which means there's 70,000 vineyards okay. that actually grow grapes so that means each vineyard is basically just an acre of land again a million dollars an acre it makes sense so there's no mass mass vineyards in Champagne it's all small family there's 4,000 labels these are rough numbers by the way there's about 4,000 labels brands of Champagne most average American can only name a couple, Dom Perignon, Veuve Clicquot, Krug, you know, they stop at about four or five. Even people, even people in the wine industry will stop at about five or six or seven, even chefs, they don't get past that. But there's a ton of champagne labels, there's 4,000. But the production is so small in a lot of them that the, that it never makes it to the US. Um, it might, might not, if it makes it out of France, it just makes it into Europe. Um, and so what happens is a lot of these growers that are growing on one, two, three, four, five acres, ten acres, all their grapes, the vineyard grapes, go to Fuclico. They go to Moet. Right, so they're, they go to they're growing the grapes and they, they right. send them to... So Fuclico doesn't really grow grapes. It's like uh, Bertoli olive oil. They don't grow olives. They don't press olive oil. They buy right. olive oil from the, the market and then take it to their plant and repack it. So these champagne labels like Veuve Clicquot, they simply buy all the grapes from, from trusted relationships. It could be, they could be buying from 5,000 different small family farms and, and under their standards, it's like Purdue chicken. Purdue doesn't own the chickens. They don't own the property. It's all contracted out. You have to follow Purdue's guidelines. It and then, Purdue right. just buys in the day of and says, okay, they're now ours. And they process them under their brand. Purdue's a not a farm. A lot of people don't know this type of information. It's very interesting, you know, and that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is is doing the research and 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 knowing this kind of information so we can bring that Great information to, to you. It's the same thing with the spirits. Mm -hmm. Johnny Walker's not a distillery, they're a bottler. They're a blender and a bottler. They buy from other trusted distilleries mm -hmm. in their in their in their their pipeline and their in their whatever, and they bring the product to their facility and then they blend, then they blend, they blend it, it and then they bottle it. Right, there. and then they bottle it. Some distilleries are bottlers, some some bottlers never distill. So it's like a vineyard and a, and a so so in, in Champagne, France, the new thing for not really the new thing, but something for the last five or ten years that people have been have been jumping onto is called grower champagnes. So it's called grower champagne where that champagne label is actually the farm, the, the vineyard mm -hmm. that grows it, 
produces it, finishes it, sells it. I like that, yeah. So it's called grower champagne. So, so I mean, what we like to do is we like to know where it's coming from, right? We like to know the farm. We don't want to buy from big conglomerates. We, we like the small independents. And th this wine just totally fits that category of small, good wines. Right, you know? small, good wines, and it's local. You, I was just, I'm actually just looking up information on Cab Franc to kind of give you a little bit more information okay. on Cab Franc. Okay, go for it. Just what to is... kind of... Um, you know, I don't know, um, let's see. So I was trying to do that while you were, were talking. Um, so Cab Frog is believed to have been established in the Southwest France. Okay. Sometimes in the, sometime in the 17th century, um, when Cardinal Riclieu transported cuttings of the vine to the Loire Valley. Okay. They were planted at the Abbey of Bourguil under the care of an abbot named Breton whose name became associated with the grape. By the 18th century, plantings of Cabernet Franc, known as Bouchette, were found throughout Fronsac, Pomerol, and Saint-Emilion. Which is Bordeaux. Yep, making quality wine. So Cab Franc is in Bordeaux, Bordeaux blend. right? Bordeaux blends, it can be. It can be. It can be. Um, as Cabernet Sauvignon grew more popular in the 18th and 19th centuries, the close similarity of the two grapes was observed and theories emerged as to the extent of their relationship. In 1997, DNA evidence emerged to show that Cabernet Franc had crossed with Sauvignon Blanc to produce Cabernet Sauvignon. With Sauvignon Blanc? Show that Cabernet Franc had crossed with Sauvignon Blanc. Really? That's what it says. But okay. I don't know how... Um, that's on Wikipedia. Okay. So, um, let's see if I That's can. interesting. Okay. Um, so there's 13,000 or 1,300 grape varietals. Uh, Janice Robinson wrote a book, 13, 1,364 grape varietals in the world. Um, Italy has a very, very large concentration of those grape varietals. Cab Franc is known to grow in northern Italy. It's one of the oldest cultivated grape varieties. Okay. Right? Uh, Cabernet Franc has been underappreciated, supporting player to its bolder relative Cabernet Sauvignon. Yep, I would agree with that. Underappreciated. Uh, but this grape, which has personality to spare, is finally getting attention on its own for its easy drinking structure and intriguing combination of fruity, veg, veg, vegetal, Vegetal Green pepper and earthy flavors. Earthy right? flavors. Yep. Yep. What is almost Cabernet like Franc? almost like a fungus or a mushroom? Yeah, like a mushroom. You get mushroom, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. get that, that mineral. That. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That. So Cabernet Franc. That, that earthiness. Also shortened to Cab Franc, mm -hmm. um, is a French red wine grape that is planted in all major wine producing regions of the world. It is usually blended with other grapes in Bordeaux style red wines, but Cabernet Franc is also made as single varietal wines in some regions. Let's see. History of South Blanc. Let's see. Um, Southwest France. Yep, so same information there. Um, uh, in the early 20th century, Cabernet Franc was widely planted in Bordeaux, but over the last few decades, many growers have replaced Cabernet Franc vines with the more popular Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. So it's uh, the characteristics hardy. Um, the vine can adapt to many climates, which, okay. which is why it can grow um, thin-skinned. This yields a wine that is more moderate in tannin and lighter in color and body. Um, yep, it has bell peppers, jalapeno, grassy, so it grows all over. Let's see, what wines are made with the Cabernet Franc? Okay, yeah, so 
um, interesting. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice. We, the internet, you know, you can find out lots of information. A lot of things right away. Um, and uh, you know, this is our opinion on on this wine, right? You know, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I love the story behind yeah. it. So. Yep. Um, it was interesting how you just pulled up all this information on the internet. When I was in culinary yeah. school in the early 90s. <laughs> it wasn't that quick. <laughs> it wasn't that quick. And I remember the my, I did a report on chocolate. Um, and the baking professor, I got an A on it. And he asked me in front of everybody, where did you get all this information on chocolate? And I said, I walked outside in the hallway and those posters hanging up in the wall. I looked at the posters. And he was like so shocked, Klostermeyer. He was like so shocked. He's like, you used the posters. He was like, that's wonderful. The posters <laughs> on the wall. And now you just sit here and just, you know. Right, now you just use your phone, your phone or a computer and you can have that information at your fingertips in a, in a heartbeat. So, right, so. Um, yeah, so yeah, this is an, it's an awesome wine. Uh, Cab Franc, uh, Glory Winery. Glory Winery, again, we're, in, we're drinking um, the 2015 vintage, which was best of show, which I was a judge. Uh, myself and a, two others that originally picked it out of the lineup out of 11 Cap Francs that went later into judging came best of show for the 2019 2019 Hudson Valley Food and Wine Festival uh, this is probably all gone from the vineyard because when I went to the vineyard on a trip later on that fall I mm -hmm. bought as much as I could and he was almost out Doug um, so if you ever get a chance Glory Farm uh, they have a great tasting room um, great little space out there uh, I don't know what they're doing this year for COVID. I'm not 100% sure. A lot of wineries are reservation only. Reservation is only. What we're, and, and they're doing flights of wine. So I was on the phone today with um, some people up in Finger Lakes, and they're doing flights of wine. Um, you sit down, you get a flight of wine. Um, they're trying to cut back on their staff. So um, limited staff and, limited and staff. stuff. So make reservations, you pay ahead of time. In one of the upcoming episodes, can we do something from Ravines? Absolutely. Ravines has this amazing Chardonnay mm -hmm. that they partially dry raisinate some of the grapes, mm -hmm. um, which is like what they do in Valpolicella for Amarones. Yeah. They take some of the grapes, they put them on mats, they dry them. So Ravines does that partially with some of their Chardonnay grapes, which makes this intense, rich Chardonnay that is just amazing. It's dynamite. We also tasted a wine just recently that did it from um, from the Apulia area, Valone. Valone uh, makes yes. um, Negro Amaro that they partially raisinate, dry the grapes to a certain percentage, and then press them. What happens when you do that is it concentrates the flavors, the sugars, uh, it makes it a, a deeper, richer wine, and it adds raisin aspects to the wine. So imagine how a raisin tastes versus fresh grape. It adds some of that to it. So Ravines up in the Finger Lakes does that to the Chardonnay, partial part of the grapes. And you were just talking to Lisa today at Ravines. Yes, I was, yeah. Are they doing reservations? How, how reservations they doing um, and small groups. Okay. So, Ravines, yeah. if you... And, and they're doing, and they're doing um, tasters. So you, you get everything all at one time. You get everything at one time? One time, yeah. If and, and I think, I mean, I'm assuming you can buy bottles of wine at these wineries and sit yes. and relax and enjoy. And a lot of them are bringing in food as well. Um, you know, so. So when people say that New York wines are no good, when you talk about national or, or global accolades, Ravine Wine Cellars up in Geneva, they have two properties. Have two properties. One in Cuca, on Cuca Lake, I believe, and one in Geneva. Mm -hmm. uh, they have two tasting rooms, two properties. They, in the last five, six, seven years, have had two Rieslings on the Wine Spectator Top 100 list. Yeah. Top 100 wines in the world, They've had twice now in the last five, six, seven years. 
that's nothing. That's I mean, this is like that's a huge accolade. That's a huge accolade. <laughs> this is, is nothing to be like yeah. oh oh well. Yeah. To be on top wine spectators top one hundred list mm -hmm. twice like that is once is amazing, twice is astonishing. They make some very good wines up in the Finger Lakes. If you ever these. need any help, right? Any uh, suggestions on on wineries? We're we're pretty we, knowledgeable, and we send people all the time. We send a lot of people to ravines. They make a Bordeaux blend, the Maximilian, Maximilian. which. Every time we give a wine snob that red blend, yeah. they're blown away and they said, it's impossible this is made in New York. And we're like, no, here you go. It's it made is. in New York. And yeah. they're totally blown away. The Maximilian, we should do that on this one time as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. The Maximilian is great. We have so many wines that we want to share with you and, and experience and teach you. The story about the vineyards. Stories about the vineyards. We'll, we'll, like save, that, we'll so. save the Ravine story because yes. we've been with them a long time. We've known Lisa a long time. Yes. We've served a lot of shows. She's been here. She's done a wine event here. We've been there. We tried to schedule a guest chef for me to go up there and do an event last year that just quite didn't work out um, And then we properly. were going to do it for this year, and obviously that didn't work out either. Yeah, so. yeah. But, um, but anyway, yeah, so what else? Um, That's it, really. That's, That's it. it. Yeah, right. we've been on a while yeah. talking about our favorite New York wine, one of our favorite grapes. Mm -hmm. And if you want to catch us, uh, more information, you can go on our wine trips at VIPWineryVacations.com. Uh, aromatimebistro.com, time like the herb, T-H-Y-M-E, aromatimebistro.com, and you'll see some of our trips there and more about our restaurant. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you it. Travel with us too, right? Travel <laughs> with us, aroma, uh, VIPWineryVacations.com. We are the Italian uh, winery travel experts, advisors, specialists, 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 specialists. Specialist, specialist. <laughs> Excellent. Hope everybody has an awesome day. Thanks for tuning in.